You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. If you tuned into last week's episode, you will know we began a mini-series on probation contracts. Thanks to everyone who sent us comments and questions following that episode. It's clear that this subject stirs up a lot of issues for you. In this week's episode, we hope to answer some of the questions we received about the employment rights you have when you are on a probationary contract. So the first thing to remember is that there are differences in employment rights if you are an employee on a permanent contract or an employee on a probationary contract. Your rights are different to the rights of a worker who is on an insecure contract and also on a probationary contract. If you are a worker, your statutory employment rights include getting the national minimum wage or the national living wage, protection against unlawful deductions from your wages, the statutory minimum level of paid holidays, which is 5.6 weeks for full-time hours or the equivalent pro rata rate for part-time hours. You get the statutory minimum length of rest breaks. And if you want more information about that, you can listen to our mini-series on rest breaks for more information. You also have the right to work no more than 48 hours on average per week or the right to opt out of this if you choose. You have protection against unlawful discrimination, protection for whistleblowing if you report wrongdoing at work and the right not to be treated less favourably if you work part time. And then, depending on your contract of employment, you may also be entitled to statutory sick pay, statutory maternity pay, statutory paternity pay, statutory adoption pay and shared parental leave. But of course, you'll need to check your contract of employment to see if you are entitled. These are your statutory rights if you are a worker, even if you are on a probationary contract for any length of time. As a worker, you would not usually be entitled to things like minimum notice periods if your employment will be ending. For example, if you haven't passed your probationary period and your employer is going to dismiss you. You will never have protection against unfair dismissal, ever. You have no right to request flexible working, no right to time off for emergencies and no right to statutory redundancy pay. The law says you have no employment rights in any of these areas. But again, check your contract since it is always possible that your company has enhanced you extra rights as part of the company package. But the only place you will find these rights would be in your contract of employment. So, for example, some local authorities give everyone the same enhanced rights. And so you would find those rights in your contract of employment. If you're an employee on a probationary contract, essentially you have the same statutory rights as other employees in the company from day one of your employment. 
But remember, there may be other enhanced employee company rights which you may not be entitled to until you have passed your probation period. But in essence, being on probation does not reduce your basic statutory employment rights. These are the rights that everyone gets by virtue of you being on a permanent contract. So here's a rundown of some of those rights. You have the right to the national minimum wage or national living wage, depending on your age. Typically, you shouldn't have to work more than 48 hours a week on average unless you have opted out in writing. You're also entitled to your legal rest breaks. When it comes to your annual leave, even if you are on a probationary contract, you start collecting holiday entitlement from your first day of employment and you are entitled to the statutory level of annual leave, which is 5.6 weeks or 28 days for a full-time employee which might include public holidays, but you'll need to check your contract of employment for this information. When it comes to maternity, paternity, adoption and shared parental leave, you have rights relating to leave for child-related reasons, although your right to be paid for that leave might depend on passing your probationary period, it might depend on your length of service and it might also depend on your earnings. If you're ill and unable to work, you may be entitled to statutory sick pay or SSP, depending on your circumstances. Again, this is something you should ask about or look for in your contract of employment. You're protected from discrimination. Your company must also ensure a safe working environment for you. And if you believe you're being put at risk at work by health and safety concerns, you can raise those concerns without facing any repercussions. Similarly, if you report wrongdoing at your workplace, which is whistleblowing, you are protected by law and shouldn't be treated unfairly or lose your job as a result of speaking out. You also have the right to be accompanied by a colleague or trade union representative if you face a disciplinary or grievance hearing. Point to note here is that unlike a worker who has no additional employment rights, employees do have additional employment rights, but these rights have qualifying periods of time which you will need to work in your job which will mean that you will likely be well beyond your probationary period before you have access to these additional rights. And these rights are the right to claim unfair dismissal, for which you need to have been employed for two continuous years with the same employer to bring a claim for unfair dismissal. This means that during a probationary period, which is typically less than two years, you might not have the right to claim unfair dismissal. However, there are exceptions, like if you are dismissed for discriminatory reasons or for whistleblowing, or you're dismissed for asking for your right to be paid at national minimum or national living wage levels, for which there are no time limit. Any rights such as these, which are infringed, gives you the right to bring a claim to an employment tribunal, regardless of how long you have worked for your employer. There are no time limits, so you can bring a case to tribunal immediately. When it comes to receiving statutory redundancy pay, you need to have been employed for two years to be eligible. 
And what this right means is that if you're on a probationary contract and suddenly the company starts making redundancies and you're caught up in those redundancies, you won't receive any statutory redundancy pay because you need to have worked for two years. When it comes to requesting flexible working during your probation contract, you still have to have worked for the same employer for at least 26 weeks to be eligible for this right. Now, there are changes coming to allow you to make that request from day one of your employment, but those changes are not in place yet. It's crucial to remember that whilst your probationary period might have its own terms, such as a shorter notice period or a different way of dealing with performance problems rather than grievance and disciplinary procedures, your basic statutory rights remain the same. The key is that where there are differences or if there are differences, you should expect to see these in your contract of employment. But whatever those differences are, it should not mean that you fall below statutory minimum levels of employment rights. So one question asked was, what happens if you believe you are being treated unfairly during your probationary period? Examples given were things like changing the terms of your probation from what was initially agreed or setting what you believe are unfair targets so you will fail your probation, or just being treated in an unkind way by your new colleagues, something which saps your positivity and increases your anxiety. The examples given seem to have one result, which was to affect performance and create problems passing your probation period. So the answer to resolving these kinds of issues is not as straightforward, however, because during your probation, there are not really any employment rights that protect you from unkindness or bad treatment, unless that treatment comes from asserting one of your eight statutory rights, which are automatically protected in law from day one of your employment. So, for example, if you feel that you are being harangued or micromanaged at work and it's making you feel uncomfortable, the first thing you would need to do is to check whether you have entitlement to grievance and disciplinary procedures. Because although those procedures are there, you may have another set of procedures which you're expected to use to settle any disputes at work. But general unkindness or bad treatment is not protected unless that treatment comes because you have asserted one of your eight statutory rights, which, as we've said, are automatically protected in law. If you want a reminder of those rights, you can re-listen to episode 92 of the podcast and we'll put a link to that episode in the show notes where you're listening to this episode. If one of those eight rights are infringed and if you are on a probationary contract and your manager dismisses you because of one of those eight rights, your dismissal will be automatically unfair regardless of the results of your probation. Although the results of your probation might be used by your employer in mitigation to ask the tribunal to reduce any compensation you may be awarded. 
For example, your employer could dismiss you because you complained about discrimination. And then when you get to tribunal, your employer might suggest that the real reason for dismissal was poor performance during your probationary contract. And your employer might then produce some evidence of your performance and ask the tribunal to reduce your compensation because you were partially liable for your own dismissal. They can try. Whether a tribunal will buy into that is a different matter. But that's what an employer can do. They can attempt to make you partially responsible for your own dismissal and then ask the tribunal to reduce your compensation because of your partial responsibility. Another option might be for you to use the breach of trust and confidence clause that is there in all contracts of employment. And you could use that clause to bring a case to tribunal for breach of contract for the unfair treatment you believe you are receiving. Should you choose this option and win, you would be able to claim for any losses you have incurred as a result of your employer's behaviour towards you and as a result of your dismissal. Now, of course, because you're on a probationary contract, your losses are likely to be fairly low. But each case is different. So, for example, you could have travelled miles, relocated to take up a job and have been placed on a probationary contract as part of your entry into that job. So then if you find yourself dismissed, your employer says because of performance, but you say because of bad treatment and because you complained about that bad treatment, you could bring that trust and confidence breach of contract to an employment tribunal and you could ask the tribunal to consider all of your losses including the costs that you've incurred to relocate to take up that job and that probationary contract. The key is it would be losses that you have incurred as a result of your employer's behaviour towards you and as a result of your dismissal. And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week are that whether you are a worker or an employee, when you're on a probationary contract, you are still entitled to basic levels of statutory rights tied to your employment status. Also, as an employee, your rights go further in that you have additional protected rights in law, which provide additional protections should you be dismissed for exercising those statutory protected rights. In next week's episode, we'll look at what can happen when your performance is questioned during your probation period. If you need help with probationary contracts or any other employment rights matter, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse, which you may be suffering at work or any other employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy our podcasts. Until next week, have the best Employment Rights Week that you can. Bye for now.